Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Season 2 of Gotham Coach, the show that doesn't believe in boasting and bragging, so we won't mention the 4,000-plus downloads and the fan base that stretches over 50 cities and 30 countries around the world. Because that would be doing too much. Now, here's your host, the mayor of the Four Point Island, Tyrone Smith. Yeah. 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 Back in the building, man. You already know what time it is. Episode number seven of Gotham Coach. We still in that season two grind. Hey, how funny would it have been if we, we if we was gonna end season two after like ten episodes and then start on season three? That would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? But um, hey, we still on that grind. Look, I know y'all was probably looking for an episode last week. I ain't even gonna hold you up. I had probably the most emotional roller coaster ride of a week that I have ever experienced in my life. And when I mean a super duper roller coaster of emotions, I mean a super duper roller coaster of emotions. First things first, look, I actually tried to record last week. Like I really tried to record. Um but I just couldn't record, man. I had emotions all over the place. Like when I mean all over the place, I mean all over the place. So um let me tell you guys exactly why you didn't get an episode last week and you get an episode this week and you're supposed to get the episode that's gonna be next week. Um this week and then this episode was supposed to be last week. It's all a bunch of, you know craziness of a craziness but um in all not in all honesty um uh the reason i didn't record last week and the reason it wasn't an episode put out last week was because um for those who may not know i am a i am a church going guy um i haven't been like i supposed to be going um probably in like a year I don't think I've really been going to church. I don't think I've been maybe only about a couple times this year. And that's just, you know, due to conflicting schedules and all the other stuff. I mean, that's not an excuse, but, um, you know, you know, things happen to where, you know, you, you can't make certain commitments. But then it's like you can make commitments to other things. So it's like, you know, what's really important, you know. So, I mean, I guess that's something that I'm going to have to work on getting more involved with in 2019 making sure that i'm more um active in my uh church going 
But um, the reason why I didn't um come to you guys with the episode was because um unfortunately um my pastor uh ended up passing away uh that morning the morning that um that I was supposed to record I was gonna record later on that day because I had things I had to take care of um so the goal was to record uh Wednesday night and um that's what I was was gonna do but um, I got the call from uh, my mom who called me probably at like four, probably like four thirty, um, going on like five o'clock. And she told me the news that um, the pastor, our pastor, um, a lady that my mom looks to as a second mom. Um, my grandmother passed in 2006. So, you know, our pastor. Uh, kind of took my mother, you know, into into her wings. I was like her second mom, you know, ordained her as a minister and all that other good stuff. Um, so, you know, she called me and told me the news. And, you know, it kind of hit me hard because um, I had just met her maybe like three, four years ago. And, you know, from the first time I ever met her, you know, it was just nothing but positive vibes. And, you know, she really made me feel comfortable. And, um, you know, every time I would see her, she was always like, man, you so fine. You is so fine. <laughs> and uh you know it just made me feel super comfortable and you know it was just you know it was it was a lot to take in at that particular time because it's one of them things where you know we all know that death um is inevitable you know they say that there are there are two things that are um a given in life and that is death in Texas but um it's still a situation where when it does come, um, you just don't know how to respond and it's still kind of a shock. Um, it's a shock to your system. You, you really don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. Your emotions is all over the place. So that's kind of where I was. So when I tried to record, uh, Wednesday night, um, I got probably like five minutes into the recording and then I just went on into rambling about my, um, my pastor. So you know, I was just like, you know what, I can't, I can't, you know, consciously um, try to record anything this week because my mind is just not, it's not where it needs to be. And I can't give you guys a, a, a episode, you know, to my, to my liking and to my standards. Um, and if I can't do that, then there's no reason because, you know, I would never, I would never get on the mic and, you know, you know, be sad or depressed or you know, feel some type of way or I don't, I don't want nobody to feel no type of way for me or, or nothing like that. So I will never, I will never let my personal issues take away from, you know, putting together episodes and, you know, just being able to, you know, shine a light to you guys or, you know, give you guys a, a laugh if you need one or whatever the case with it, whatever you listen to this show for, whether it's basketball or you just want to, you just want to laugh or you just need something to kind of get you through um the morning and morning morning rush or whatever the case may be man that's what i want to be and i never want to bring um my personal life or things that go on in my personal life into anything that i do uh got them culture related this was a breakdown related or anything else that i got going on or will plan to have going on going forward so that's the reason why i didn't record 
when I was supposed to Because like I told y'all I was going to try to stay consistent with my recording So I said every week But you know that just kind of took away from You know me recording I'm just like bro I'm not I'm not recording I'm not feeling it So that happened And then um Saturday Early Sunday morning Early Sunday morning Probably at like um 6.15 Um I get a surprise call from my mom and, you know, just, you know, I, I never get a call from her that early six o'clock. I never get a call from her that early. So, you know, initially I'm shocked. I'm like, why are you calling me this early? You know, why aren't you sleep? There's that in the third. And then she proceeded to tell me that, um, one of my cousins, um, have been involved in a, in an accident, not at, not like a car accident, but just like a freak accident at home. And um, he was in, you know, critical condition in ICU. So it was just like, bro, <laughs> like, bro, this is just this is too much, too much going on, too much going on. So, you know, Sunday, you know, even though I'm not, you know, I have a a a a, a, a handful of family members, you know, my mom on my mom's side, I'm the only child. So. Um, you know, my cousins on my mom's side is like really my, you know, they're like my brothers and my sisters. So, you know, I have a, I have a real close bond with my cousins and this ain't a particular cousin that I really had a bond with per se, but you know, I always notice oh game, always recognize game and, you know, always, you know, Instagram or social media, any social media site is a great, um, tool to, you know, know exactly what's going on with people that you you know, you may not, you may not never, you may not never met in your life, but y'all family. So, um, you know, Instagram was kind of been that too. So he kind of been doing his thing, you know, he's a father of four or five kids. So, you know, sole provider and, you know, he's just out here doing his thing. Um, so, you know, when you think of that, I mean, even though it's not somebody that I would say like, it's like one of my immediate, Oh, I grew up with them at the end of the day, it's still family. So, you know, I, I, you know, I have been dealing with that and, um, I went to the hospital, uh, Monday to see him, but I couldn't necessarily see him. I couldn't, you know, that's one thing I can never stomach, um, seeing people like in the hospital with like tubes and, you know, on breathing machines and all that other stuff. I like, I can't, you know, I can't see that, you know, you know, um, well, you know, my granny, you know, once I seen that, that was just like, I would never, I would never want to ever want to see that again, um, ever, you know, not unless I, you know, I actually have to. So, um, you know, I went to the hospital, you know, I seen my uncle, he came from Vegas, you know, my uh, cousin, he came from Vegas, you know, I seen them, you know, talk to them for a minute and, um, you know, hopefully I'll be seeing them, um, next week. Cause you know, we are in the holiday season. So, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, but, um, that has been my tumultuous week. So uh, I want to uh, send my prayers. First of all, I'll send a prayer out to my family, send a prayer out to um, my cousin, you know, you know, that side of the family, you know, send a prayer out to them, um, send a clear, uh, send a prayer out to the, um, you know, my pastor's family. Um, right now, things is tough and, you know, it's even tougher because we right around in the holiday season you know, this is this is the season where, you know, we all get together with our families and, 
you know, you know, just have the best time that we could possibly have and, you know, just enjoy each other's company and everything like that. And when you're dealing with situations where, you know, your church family, you know, one of your leaders in your church family passes away or, you know, one of your cousins, you know, on your in your family, you know, he's kind of he's fighting, you know, you know, just to, you know, regain any kind of normalcy. Um, you know, it's tough. So, uh, in honor of my cousin and in honor of my pastor, um, I would like to have a moment of silence for those two particular people. Um, one love, love all the way. Got them coach exclusive breakdown family. We here. So, uh, moment of silence, please. All right. Moment of silence over. Now we're going to get into this episode. Um, Normally I come to y'all with story. Like I said, I came to y'all with my story. So, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to go into no extraness of, um, <laughs> of no story. Um, you know, we just going to get right into this episode, man. So let's, let's, let's do what we do, man. Y'all already know what time it is. Episode number seven. Of the show Where your boy is colorblind and What I mean by that is Bro For Christmas I ordered what I thought Was something black And it ended up being charcoal I don't know how I don't know how I did it Don't ask me how I did it My eyes Look Look I'm about to be 30 next year. A lot of things about to change. My bones about to start aching. I'm about to start going to bed super early. I'm about to start complaining. I'm about to have that old people's patience. You know that old people's patience? Where they want to cuss everything and everybody out. I'm about to start having that. I'm getting a year closer to them SSI checks. Look, I'm going through it right now. I'm, I think I'm about to go through a midlife crisis. Um... Uh, I think I'm about to get a, a mohawk in my head. I am literally about to go through it. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it. But we're going to try to avoid it. But once we get into like February and March and like April, hey, look, you definitely going to start seeing some change. I might have to go with the blonde hair. Um, I might have to go with the tall tees and the jabos with the Air Force Ones. Look, I need to do anything possible. To make myself feel as if I'm still going to be in my 20s When I know I'm not going to be in my 20s Moment of silence for my 20s please Thank you And now two bells For my 20s Thank you. Got him, coach. Yes, 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 yes. And I am your host, Tyrone Smith, a.k.a. Wrong to Exclusive, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandit, a.k.a. Mr. Sneaker Bandit. 
Four Point Island. Lock them up wrong. Daytona 360. Alive and in the. Hold on. Spinning around the world. Spinning around the world. Brush to my hair. Oh, I'm spinning around the world Daytona 360 alive and in the flesh and y'all already know what I come to do I come to give y'all that Dylon Dillinger hot fire that H E A T Y'all already know how it go. So check this out, man. Hey, look. Sunday, this coming Sunday is gonna be a very monumental moment in my life. A very, very monumental moment in my life. And I'm gonna tell you exactly why. Look. This Sunday will be the first time in over, in a long time, let's just put it that way, the first time in a long time that, actually I'll take that back, the first time ever, first time ever that I will be experiencing a professional sports game with my dad. The first time in 29 going on 30 years that I'm going to be experiencing a game, an actual basketball game with Pops. And this is this is a huge moment. I actually got tickets to the Pistons Atlanta Hawks game on the 23rd of December. And your boy will be down at the Little Caesars Arena. A.K.A. The Pizza Dome. A.K.A. Slice em Up Arena. A.K.A. Pepperoni and Cheese. A.K.A. The Three Meat Treat. A.K.A. Pepperoni and Bacon with Extra Cheese and Banana Peppers. A.K.A. Italian Cheese Bread. A.K.A. Pepperoni Cheese Bread. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got carried away. I started thinking about that. Uh, I started thinking about that food, um, and it, it made me it made me happy on the inside. But your boy won't be eating there, cause ain't no way I'm about to pay twelve dollars for a hot and ready. Ain't no way. When I could go to the Little Caesars right across the street from the crib and get one for five dollars, and then I could add on extra toppings. I could add on like three or four extra toppings, and it still come out to like ten dollars. You think I'm about to pay $12 for a regular hot and ready? And then they're going to probably charge me like $5 extra for butter and parm? So that's like a $17 pizza. And who going to want to eat a $17 pizza? <laughs> who going to want to eat a $17 pizza when the Pistons and the Hawks are playing? That's like going to, that's like buying Red Lobster and going to like a, a 50 Tyson concert. No disrespect to my man 50 Tyson. He's still the greatest rapper around, man. Shout out to my man 50 Tyson. Look, Ice JJ Fish. You need to get out your feelings, bro. You need to go collab with the boy 50 Tyson and make that heat. Hey, 
guaranteed a million views on youtube that's some that's some bread in your pocket man got to get the king of youtube back on youtube bro i ain't seen 50 tyson in i don't know how long ever since that uh beef with bow wow you know he been kind of non-existent and i and i don't like that i don't like that i don't like i have to go and watch these uh old videos where he was in the um <laughs> he was in the bathroom he was in the bathroom uh singing can you be any can he be the one to hold you down i don't like it i'm not feeling it so y'all need to get it together 50 ice look eli eli porter blueface dog where did blueface come from bro where did blueface come from if blueface can get a cosign from drake with the with the lyrics he spit and being off rhythm i ain't gonna lie and this ain't no disrespect to none of my Detroit rappers, you know, because shout out to shout out to the hometown Detroit Michigan. This ain't no disrespect to none of the boys from Detroit, but look, Blueface legit sounds like a Detroit rapper. <laughs> he, he legit sounds like a Detroit rapper, bro. Like, if he can make it, dog, if you from the D and you listening to this, bro, look, get you a cold beat. And just say random stuff over the cold beat. Be as off rhythm as you possibly can. And you gonna be lit. You gonna get a cosign from Drake, Pusha T, Kanye West, Mike Bibby, um, Snoop Dogg, Benny Siegel, Myth Bleak. You know what I'm saying? Freeway, you know. They freeway still rap. You know, you can sign you can sign with Lost Me Family. Shout out to the homie Cassidy. You know what I'm saying? You can you can uh you can sign the crossover entertainment. I don't know if that's still a thing, but you know, you could you could you could look. Shout out to Blueface, man. Is that his name? Is it Blueface? I think it's Blueface. That man out there, he got people calling him the worst rapper, but he out there making moves. He got so many co people co-signing for him right now. It's ridiculous. So shout out to that man. So what was I talking about? Oh, the game. Yeah, so me and Pop's going to the uh to the Pistons Hawks game. I think it's gonna be super fun. Um, I expect the Pistons to win by at least 20. Um, and I'm gonna stay for the whole game. Um in the meantime, between time though, uh your boy uh went to the Pistons Pelicans game that was on December the 9th. Um first time I actually been to a week end game i've never been to a weekend game before all the games that i've ever been to has been on the weekday and um let me tell you that a weekend game is way later than a week a weekday game and it was crazy because i went to the pistons rockets game on black friday and the only reason that game was was like hype was because like it, it got close towards the end of the game and Blake Griffin hit that crazy three and then Eric Gordon hit that uh clutch layup and then Reggie Jackson took over. Um but the the Pistons Pelicans game man that game was just I've never heard so many hecklers in my matter of fact let before I even get into it man let me just tell y'all five things that I experienced at this game man so let's get into it man y'all already know what time it is it's not all recording and editing shows sometimes Daytona likes to be a spectator at games Here's five things he experienced at a live game. All right, so the first thing I experienced, man. Look, y'all already know who I am, man. I'm Four Point Island Lockamove Wrong. But sitting in the front row 
of a professional NBA game and actually seeing players up close and personal and all that other stuff, bro, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. Ain't no way I'm gonna be able to do anything with a professional football player. Football, a professional basketball player, especially at this time of my life where I have not hooped legitimately. I haven't hooped legitimately in probably like a couple months. And even that time I did hoop, oh man, it was bad, man. I was hooping, I was running up and down the court. I was running out of breath. My lungs was hurting. I mean, I was just, I was going through it, man. I was really going through it, man. But, um, dog, man, I was front row, bro, bro, <laughs> I don't think I could have did it, man, so, that, that gave me so much, so much respect for the little dudes that play in the NBA, like Iverson, and Muggsy Bowles, and, uh, Earl Boykins, even the dudes that was out there playing, like, uh, um, um, Frazier, the point guard from, uh, from New Orleans, you know, he was, he's not a real, real big guy, you know, he's kind of like a, like a smaller guy, like a like an AI type of guy, um, and you know he was out there playing. Man, it gave me so much respect for for maybe mainly Iverson because he was out there. He was out there killing dudes, like like giving them the business. And he was only what like 160 pounds. You you could probably debate that. You probably can debate the fact that he was six foot tall. Um, but he was out there giving dudes the business. So man, shout out to the little dudes who was out there, you know, playing in the league and doing all that other stuff. But that this is a that was a different time. I mean, we talking 2018, so you know, everybody, everything get bigger and stronger and faster and all that other good stuff. So man, I was out there, man. That dude, Blake Griffin, bro, bro, like Blake Griffin is built like a tank. <laughs> Blake Griffin is built like a freaking tank. Like his calves are equivalent to probably like both of my arms. Like, <laughs> and then you probably have to take another one of my arms. So I would have to have like three arms to be equivalent to to Blake Griffin's calf muscle. Like, dog, that junk is crazy. Actually, if you take my belly fat and put it on my arm, then you'll have the equivalent of Blake Griffin's calves. That's tough, but um. Um, that was one thing that I had noticed, man. Um, I had we talked a little bit about the crowd, man. The crowd was so hype. The crowd was so hype. It was so lit. I I never seen so many people heckle so many uh other people. Um, man, they just had so much energy. It way more energy than they did than they did uh Friday. I think because they expected for the Pistons to beat the Pelicans and they didn't really expect for them to beat the Rockets. So it was like all right, we not going to heckle James Harden because he might go crazy and score 60. We not going to really heckle Chris Paul because he might have like a 20-point, 20 20-assist triple-double. So we going to save our energy, you know, just cheer and boo and do all that other stuff. We ain't going to heckle. But this Pelicans game, bruh, bruh. Dog, they was getting on everybody. You know, they, I heard some Drew Holidays. Anthony Davis really didn't play. I think he played. He played like maybe like five, six, seven minutes in the first quarter. And he was out until like maybe like the nine minute mark of like the third quarter, and he came back and you know he wasn't like putting up buckets, but he still had a pretty decent all around game. You know, he was still scoring. He had a couple like I think he had like eight, nine points or something like that. Matter of fact. You know, I don't want to be too uh, politically incorrect, 
with this episode. So let me just, I'm going to double check um, the stat line for Anthony Davis because last time I seen, um, I think he had like five blocks or something like that, that particular game. And he only played like 25 minutes. So I just want to double check and make sure that the um, the numbers add up to what I thought they was. Oh, yeah. So he had six points. He had nine rebounds, four assists, and he had five blocks. And he played 25 minutes. So, man, Drew Holiday was on Drew Holiday head. But the main person they was on was Julius Randle. I mean, this dude in the in the in the role ahead of me was giving Julius Randle the business, bro. Like he was, like he was heckling Julius Randle so bad. Like he was, you know, he was telling Julius Randle that the Lakers sucked and they did a great job by not uh picking him up. And you know, he was telling them that you know he was telling everybody that Julius Randle eats booty. <laughs> he said that Julius Randle had got his shoes from Payless. Hey, his uh, them Nikes that he had on was dope. So I don't know what he was talking about. Like he was just he was heckling Julius Randle all game, bro, all game. And then he, Julius Randle proceeds to proceeds to score twenty eight points. <laughs> like Julius Randle is out there killing the Pistons. And I just wanted to be do say so bad, like, bro, shut up. Like, yeah, Hecklin is just motivating this guy to get more buckets. Like, leave this man alone. He had 28 points, six rebounds, and five assists, bro. So, look, word to the Pistons fans. Look, when we go to that game Sunday, me and Pops go to that game Sunday, do not heckle Trey Young. Please do not heckle Trey Young. Actually, heckle Trey Young. Cause I'm trying to see a 50 ball. I'm trying to see somebody go for 50 points. And I think Trey Young, he don't get 50 points, but he probably gonna take like 55 shots to get there. So I'm not gonna be mad. Heckle that man Trey Young so he can score 50 points. <laughs> Next up, another thing I had noticed was uh Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Man, Drew Holiday might be the most probably might might be the second most underrated guard in the league and i think mike i think the most underrated i think that goes to mike conley but drew holiday bro like he was killing reggie jackson (laughs) oh lord he was killing reggie he was killing jose he was whoever whoever the pistons put on uh on drew he was giving them buckets like he was giving them bucket buckets i mean he had 37 points he shot 14 for 22 <laughs> and that's all you need to know i mean whenever the pistons had momentum like because you know new orleans was up for like most of the game so like you know they had to really come back and shout out to um shout out to shout out to langston galloway because langston galloway was the reason that the pistons stayed in the game i mean he came off the bench and scored like 20 plus points if they if they didn't have that then the pistons definitely would have been blew out but every time the pistons would get momentum drew holiday would shut it down so man drew holiday was out there getting buckets man so shout out to drew and last but not least let's talk about reggie Hey, they need to trade. They need to either need to trade Reggie Jackson or they need to sit him down because Reggie Jackson is just playing so like he don't want to be there no more. You know what I'm saying? Like he just playing so uninspired, unmotivated, like like he don't care no more. 
Like, and that's that's exactly what I was seeing from him. Like, Jose Calderon was playing like a, like a lot of minutes. Like Jose Calderon, but he was getting the Pistons into their offense. Like the ball was moving crisply and effectively when he was uh when he was running the show for the Pistons. And Reggie Jackson lately, he just hasn't he hasn't really been himself. Like he's just been super inconsistent, man. It, last game he had, you know what I'm saying? He had 11 points um against Milwaukee and that loss that they took. 13, 12 points against the Celtics and then 18 points against the the Hornets, but it just seemed like it just seemed like he don't want to be there. Like he's shooting 39%, 33% from three-point range. I mean, it's just I don't know what I don't know what it is, but somebody need to light a fire back under Reggie cuz it seemed like I don't know, it just seemed like he's not, you know, it seemed like the confidence isn't there right now. He's just kind of playing without confidence. And, you know, I think the one thing that you need when you hooping is you need, you need confidence. You you, you see what's going on with uh, Markel Folks right now. He don't, he ain't got the confidence. And it's, uh, it's looking bad. You know what I'm saying? It's looking bad for that boy Markel Folks. So, um, those are five things that I experienced from the Pistons Hawks game. The Pistons Hawks game. I ain't even been in that game yet. I mean the Pistons Hornets game. The Pistons Hornets, bro. The Pistons Pelicans game. <laughs> what am I going through right now? Hey, look. Let's just let's go ahead. Let's let's end this. Uh, let's let's end this segment, man. Let's end this segment. Let's go into logically correct because I said so. There's the right way, the wrong way, and Daytona's way. Which could be a combination of the right way and the wrong way to you, but in his eyes, it's always the right way. Here's this week's Logically Correct Because He Says So. All right, so Logically Correct Because I Said So. So I want to do two different things, but I'm going to try to keep them short. Try to keep them short. First things first, I want to talk about Luka. My new favorite player in the NBA, Luka Doncic. Move over, Joe Ingles. You are not my favorite player no more. Luka Doncic. This man has rejuvenized the Dallas Mavericks into a playoff contender, even though they are currently ninth in the in the Western Conference, sitting at 15 and 14. But Luca, that man out there averaging 18.6 rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Um, the game against Denver, he had 23 points, 12 assists, and six rebounds. So let me tell you something. Let me give y'all a logical, let me give y'all something that y'all may not agree with, but this is my show. So I'm going to say what I feel. So check this out. Luka Doncic will be a MVP in the next three to four years. Why do I say that? Look at how he's rejuvenizing the Dallas Mavericks. When you looked at Dallas at first, you thought that it was going to be at least a couple years. But this guy has rejuvenized this team for all they need. Look, they got it. Look, Harrison Barnes, nice little complimentary piece. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., nice complimentary piece, man. If they can just keep, if they can keep Drake. I'm telling you, man, Dallas can make um Dallas can make some noise. And when you look at it, if Dallas can make a run, you gotta look at Luca. Luca gonna be that guy. So that's gonna be my that's gonna be my bold prediction out of this segment. Luca Doncic will be an MVP in the next three to four years, and that's just facts. <laughs> and I mean, look, I know y'all may not agree with me, man. 
y'all may say well oh he has the experience he played overseas this that and the third so you know he's already played professionally but look brandon jennings played overseas and you see where his career is and emmanuel moudier played overseas and you know he gives you glimpses of hope but more often than not he's fighting with trey burke and um frank nilakina for playing time over in new york so um just because you played overseas and played you know professional ball don't mean that you're gonna translate into a very successful um nba player you know what i'm saying so um like i said i just look at luca man he's so smooth and you know you know he he, he gets the job done man and i think he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be the dirk Nowitzki. he's gonna have that dirk Nowitzki impact on dallas um like what dirk did when he was in his heyday you know getting buckets and doing all this other stuff to you know where he was an mvp so luca man i see you man don't make me look bad bro you gotta win an mvp man you gotta go crazy these next couple years man all right let's get into the next logically correct because i said so man we're gonna talk about mellow so look mellow's still on the rockets i don't think they released them yet um so it's a lot of people saying that Melo's career is possibly going to be over with. So in the event, when the Denver, the Denver Nuggets, when the Houston Rockets finally to decide to let Carmelo Anthony walk, bro, we're going to do a five team possibility list where he can go and start. Now, start. That's a big word. Start. I'm not saying where he's going to be the best fit because the best fit will probably be with a, with a playoff team like a Philly or L.A. or, you know, somebody who's in the playoff content, who's in the playoff race. I'm saying the five places where he can go and start, where he can go and be a starter, because that's I think that's what he wants to be. I think he wants to be a starter. So we're going to do five teams where he can go start. So first off. Let's start off with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think he can go to Memphis and be a starter. Now, he doesn't really fit what Memphis does in terms of defense because he doesn't play any. But then again, in this day and age in the NBA, bro, who really plays defense? Like, it just it just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody plays defense. So, look. This is why I say Memphis, because when you really look at Memphis, man, Memphis doesn't really have that third scorer. You know what I'm saying? Like, Conley gets buckets. Um, Gasol gets buckets. But who else really gets buckets for them? Like, they got Kyle Anderson starting at the three. And I don't think Kyle Anderson is your best, um, is your, is your best logical option as a third scorer going forward. Um... Dylan Brooks is still trying to work his way, trying to find his game. So I don't think that's going to be another score option. Jermichael Green isn't really a third option. And I think Melo could be that third option for Memphis, man. He could get the pressure off of Conley to not have to score too much. He could get the pressure off of Gasol. And that's a that's a, that could be a good thing for uh, Melo. A guy who could pass the ball. Uh, who could get him in certain spots where he don't have to necessarily do all the work and all the ISO and all that other stuff, and he can be good. So I look at Def- I look at Memphis, and I think that could work, man. Um, the defense, man, the defense—that's just the only thing. But I think 
when you get in situations where you have to adjust um i think it i think it, it could work for him because when you really look at it i mean like in new york you know mike d'antoni was the coach and then he ain't really you know playing no defense mike woodson didn't really hold him accountable for anything so you know he kind of got away with that but i think Melo understands that i think Melo now knows that he just can't do what he want to do now you know he gotta you know he gotta you know man up and you know just be be a guy that's uh gonna be willing to be able to um you know listen and you know just be able to be a you know be a contributing factor you know he's not he's not the star of the team he's not gonna be the star of the team anymore um he's gonna have to be that that third fourth maybe fifth option you know what i'm saying so if he can get that together and you know just kind of sacrifice himself and you know be more committed to certain things i mean Memphis and um, Melo, i think that could be a good thing so next up we're gonna talk about charlotte I think Charlotte needs a, another guy too, but I look at Charlotte, man. Um, it looked like Jeremy Lamb is starting to come into his own as a second scorer. So if that's gonna be the case, you still need a third scorer. You need another guy who could get buckets, man. I think Melo could. I think Melo could go there, and I think he can get him buckets. Nick Batum is not a starter anymore. Sit that guy on the bench. He's not a starter anymore. Get 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 him out of the starting lineup. Um. The connections are there, you know. Melo was with Jordan Brand. Um, Charlotte needs a small forward or you know a stretch four, however you want to do it. And I think he can go in there and I think he can start. I think he can get him, um, you know, hefty minutes. He can take up some pressure off of Kimba. Um, if if need be, he could be that second scorer until uh Jeremy until Jeremy Land kind of gets into uh more of a consistent groove and can you know prove that he's that second scorer. So I think it could work. I think a a, a Carmelo Charlotte Hornets uh, marriage could work. Next up on my list, I'm gonna talk about the Miami Heat. Now Miami, I don't, I'm not so sure because when you look at Miami, they got about six, seven guys who average about ten points. So they really do it by committee over in Miami. And then you got to think Dion Waiters. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Dion has played a game yet. I gotta go. I gotta go double check the fact finder first, you know, before you know I go make certain statements like that. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Dion Waiters has played a game as of yet. But I may be wrong. But we about to we're about to double check and see if he has. No, Dion Waiters hasn't played a game yet. So you got to think about that avenue. So that's gonna be another guy who's probably gonna get some shots. So they they kind of do it by committee. So I don't I don't think that'd be a necessarily great fit for Melo. But we I had to come up with five teams where he can go start. Um, what would bring Melo to Miami? Well, of course it's Miami. Everybody wants to go to Miami, and then the relationship we had with Dwayne Wade. So um, those are two things. But like I said, you know, I think it's really with Melo is just going to have to come down to him having to humble himself and, you know, realize that, you know, he's not that guy that he once was. So next up on my list, I got the San Antonio Spurs. Now, San Antonio kind of like Memphis in a way. You know, they got a guy in DeRozan who can get buckets. Um, They got a guy in LaMarcus Aldridge who can get buckets. Rudy Gay can get buckets, but his buckets is inconsistent. For a, a, a period of time where he'll give you 35, 25, and maybe 22, 
he'll go through a stretch where he scores 10 9 7 4 12 and 14 so inconsistent as a third scorer is rudy gay i think he'd be better off being a six man for the spurs and i think Melo could come in and he could be that third option for san antonio and like i said greg popovich is one of the best in getting guys to you know maximize what they have and being able to take advantage of what they have and being very very effective and you know in 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 this in his style of play now it's not gonna help the fact that san antonio needs a point guard because they still need a point guard but i mean you know you do the point guard by committee and you know you just get guys you know the point guard ain't really got to get the buckets you know because you'll have the rose and mellow and lamarcus aldridge you know being able to you know uh you know get the majority of the shots um so i think san i think san antonio and um and Melo can work out well just on the strength of greg popovich alone you know i think it'll be intriguing to see what he'll be able to do um to get Melo into the best position to uh you know be effective last but not least is my hometown detroit pistons and here's why i say detroit Glenn Robinson is not going to cut it as your starting small forward. And Stanley Johnson has proved that he isn't an effective starter. He's way better coming off the bench and playing in crunch time in the fourth quarter. But starting, that not him. Um. So with that being said, I think Melo could come in and be an effective small forward, starting small forward for the Pistons. Now here's where the problem comes. I talked about Reggie Jackson earlier in the show, and y'all know Reggie Hero, fourth quarter uh, basketball Jackson, is going to be that guy where he's going to want to take over in the fourth quarter and try to will the Pistons into a win. And he's not going to care if he's taking shots from a hot person to, um, you know, who who has the hot hand. He's going to want to have to do his own thing, and he's going to he's going to want to be the guy, which. Is gonna cause a lot of friction because Melo thinks he's that guy, and Blake Griffin thinks he's that guy. So you got three alpha males who want to be fourth quarter hero on one team. I don't know how that's gonna work. I mean, look, Melo in a Pistons uniform 15 years ago would have been the dream scenario, but. You really can't blame Joe Dumars for the selection that he took because he had a small forward in Tayshaun Prince. And, you know, Rashid and Ben, you know, that Ben was getting a little, little older. Rashid was getting a little older. So, you know, Darko was a guy who could have came in. They could have tutor, tutelized. I don't think that's a word, but it's a word today. Word of the day is tutelized. But he could have came in with the right teaching and the right coaching he could have been you know he could have continued that big man trend in Detroit but it just didn't work out that way sometimes you can't you can't predict how um, certain drafts and all that is going to work out they work out the way that they work out so um that's my five teams for Melo man if if you got a team that he think he can be a starter on not the fit a starter let me know let me know now Let's go into a supersized edition because we didn't do Heat of the Week last week of Heat of the Week. And we're going to do that now. Add some fire to your sneaker collection. This is the Heat of the Week. All right, so Heat of the Week. We're going 
we're gonna cover the ones that we missed out on last week um and we got some we got some heat we got some heat um if you got your air jordan concord shout out to you i'm not low-key i'm kind of disappointed i'm kind of disappointed in the concords they're not they're not uh, as as hot fire as i expected them to be i probably would have been better off just getting like the original ones with the 23 on these i can't deal with the 45 i just can't i can't deal with that like with the baron eyes i could deal with it but with with like concords or the space jams um iconic shoes that don't have 45 on it i just can't i just can't rock with those so we're gonna go into the heat of the week um and like i said we're gonna do it last week because i didn't do an episode last week so we're gonna do last week's heat of the week and then we're gonna go do this week's heat of the week so look if these shoes are still in your local stores go ahead and check them out we're gonna first start off with the nike lebron 16 i'm kings which came out on december the 15th um this shoe combines a stark black with an eye-catching touch of metallic gold it boosts a durable yet flexible battle knit upper a debossed i'm king hit on his heel pieces and a tonal lion head stamped on both the left and right throat other um other things on the shoe include the likes of a golden crown on the insoles a purple outsole dunk man and a matching heel piece right above the air unit um shout out to Bron. let's go to the air yeezys the air yeezys the adidas 3 yeezy 350 boost semi frozen yellows uh this shoe features these dropped on the 14th or redropped on the 14th um this shoe features a bright and bold yellow base that's art artfully intercepted with wavy gray lines and a pop of red branding it gives off a look that is unmistakably kanye west shout out to kanye <laughs> loud and impossible to ignore it is also the first yeezy 350 to feature a gum sole a old school detail that provides a stark and interesting contrast with the loud upper now look personally i don't mess with yeezys ain't not my thing i'm gonna get one pair of yeezys just to do it for the culture but i don't mess with yeezys so now we're gonna get into the dorm becker uh shoes that dropped um these shoes were actually designed by kids who uh actually have like different types of issues or illnesses or whatever so nike teamed up with uh um the hospital i believe out in portland uh where they got with you know certain little kids and they were able to actually uh, help them design a shoe which is actually dope so we're going to focus on the nike zoom fly sps this shoe was de- designed by peyton fentress um he was uh diagnosed with crohn's disease and colitis in 2010 um he has a loving he has an electric personality which is uh shown in the shoe by having a chicago cub inspired shoe um with a portland trailblazer uh accent with the championship date and um and all of his america's favorite pastimes um so shout out to uh peyton i can't read it all i don't know who wrote this part but you know the shoe is actually dope so y'all might want to uh check that out so shout out to peyton uh fentress for being able to actually you know create his own shoe i think that's super dope next up uh we got the nike sb dunk pros um this was created by joey bates who has a 
Duchenne muscular dystrophy, um, which is a degenerative disease that makes his body weaker, but which makes his body weaker. But what makes him happy is what inspired this unique iteration of this shoe. Uh, this shoe takes on a green, yellow, and metallic gold color scheme as a nod to his favorite athlete, Clay Matthews of the Green Bay Packers. The model also features Matthews' number, um, his desire to be a fighter, a fighter pilot, and his love of chicken. Hey, I rocks with you, Joey. I rocks with you. I like chicken too. Um, <laughs> the American flag is also seen on the tongues along with Joey Bates' name embroidered on the heel tabs while an icy transient outsole tops it off. <laughs> His love of chicken. That's what's up. Then we got the Nike Air Max 270 Dornbeckers by Alden Barber. Um, this shoe is luxe and is finishing alongside hits of material, material, materialistic materialistic i said it materialistic aesthetics <laughs> the silhouette bears a classic camouflage upper with an iconically large air bubble brushed in the gold gradient many subtle details call back to barber's experience and the family that has supported him bearing a b along the toller hill which are both hits and his elder sister's initials while also featuring his inspiring motto always believe Printed along the insoles is a fitting graphic that embodies Barber's brain and the titanium plate that now resides in it, marking the long journey that began from the young boy's diagnosis back in 2015. Now, I didn't write down the diagnosis. I forgot to do that. New move by Tyrone. Shame on you. Shame on you. But uh, that's dope, man. That's dope. That's that's super dope. I'm, I'm glad that Nike does this. And then all of the proceeds goes back to that hospital, I believe. I believe I read, which is super dope. So shout out to Nike. All right. Next up, we got the Air Jordan 12 Winterized. Um, this shoe dropped on the 15th of December. And this shoe features a weathered textile upper and black with anthracite with anthracite with matching details and branding on the usual areas like the mini side panel and the matted metallic upper eyelids now i actually seen these shoes in person um they all right let's go to the next one <laughs> next up we got the nike lebron threes which is dropping on december the 20th which is actually tomorrow originally released in 2006 this lebron three features a black nubuck upper leather strap overlays and is accented by various gold hits throughout details like a shiny black swoosh outlined in gold on the lateral heel lebron's original lj23 logo on the medial side a swoop a red swoosh on the outsole and lion's head logo on the tongue complete the premium colorway now my favorite lebron's personally is the first lebron's um but lebron the, the, the lebron threes are actually kind of dope too i think after five that's when the shoe kind of takes more so of a, like a um like a basketball shoe even though the south beach joints i can't remember which uh which lebron's those was i think those was the eights no those couldn't have been the eights right when did he go to miami Whenever he went to Miami, I think that's when they dropped them um, South Beach joints. But them, them joints is fire. 
super fire. Like, so much fire that I was actually going to buy those shoes, like, fake. <laughs> I was legit going to buy those shoes, like a, uh, like a replica shoe from, like, a Chinese website. But I'm, I, I'm, I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't do it. I'm glad I got that aspect out of my life, out the way. <laughs> Next up, we're going to focus on the Pharrell Williams X Adidas Crazy BYW LVLX, which drops on the 22nd. Um, this collabor- collaborative model features a black mesh and a textile upper with multicolored trim accents in yellow, blue, and red. The silhouette boasts a red, a rib knit sock-like ankle collar, wide-set rope lacing system, and bold gratitude and empathy lettering in white along the VEP area. The sculptural build is rounded out by a popular sole unit with multicolored gum outsoles and a black boost heel unit. These shoes is fire. And I don't really rock with Adidas, but these shoes are fire, fire, like super fire. Um, Off-White Nike X. Uh, Off-White X Nike Air Force Ones, Black and White, and Volt. Um, those shoes will be coming out. I'm not going into the details. If y'all know what Off-White shoes are, you know you probably should know what the Black and White ones and the Volt ones are going to look like. And then we're going to focus last on the Concept X Nike Kyrie Iket. Iket. This Nike Kyrie 5 is inspired by Kyrie's Hamza hand tattoo. It's sandy beige upper nose to the age of ancient Egypt and pyramids while having a chiseled gray swoosh, red tongue to represent the nose of the sphinx before it decayed atop a purple sole that represents the sunset against pyramids. Dual branding on the tongue shroud along with Egyptian hieroglyphics on each hill completes the design. And that is your supersized heat of the week. Enjoy it because there will not be or actually it is a heat of the week next week. I'm sorry. It won't be a heat of the week the episode after because oops. Because that is my end of the year episode where I don't have to focus on any particular stories. I can get on the mic and just talk about whatever the heck I want to talk about. I think last year, um, I was watching the playoffs. No, I was watching like the last week of the season. And it was lit because the Bengals eliminated the Ravens from playoff contention. It was like wow that's amazing <laughs> but um hey looks episode seven is complete man i thank y'all for rocking out with me um like i said earlier keep um keep my keep my family in your prayers keep my um my cousin's mom's side of the family in your prayers keep my pastor's family in your prayers keep my mother in your prayers man look don't let a day go by where you hold grudges with somebody over something that happened five six seven eight years ago or something that just happened yesterday man life is too short and you never want to be in a situation where somebody or you come into a situation where you pass on and a person may not never know how you really felt about them how much you really appreciated them and how much you love them so look if you got to end a grudge bro in that grudge man it's it's not worth it it's it's definitely not it's not worth it man forgive and forget and move on because man look life is too short man you could be at the 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 pinnacle of happiness one day enjoying your best life and then the next day i mean you could be sitting in a coma and wondering 
what's next for you so you know keep that in mind man as you go on with everything that you're going with so i'm out man um i appreciate y'all rocking out with me man hey go subscribe to the youtube channel i'm about to start putting up videos i'm about to start doing reviews um i'm gonna do for the first couple videos i'm gonna do some story time so you know it's gonna be lit um i already got the ones that i want to do i want to do at least five so um you know i gotta start getting on the ball and making that happen um and we gonna rock out man we gonna rock out and then the first of the year i'm gonna do my first review i already know how i'm gonna do my first review on so i think that's gonna be fun and um yeah that's about it man but hey i'm tyrone smith wrong two exclusive hustle bandit sneaker bandit four point island lock em up wrong daytona 360 signing off and i will holler at y'all next week peace thanks for listening your support just helped the show get closer to that bag for more info on the show hit up facebook instagram and youtube at exclusive breakdown talk to you next week